this is my responsibility to go through Minecraft and just like fly around. Yeah, <laughs> so fun. Welcome to Participate. My name is Mike Washburn. And I'm Dr. Julie Kane. On the podcast today, we're talking to Jassy Ross from LA Works. They're a nonprofit focused on volunteerism and hands-on community service in the LA region. We'll talk about how they've engaged communities in the past and how during COVID-19, they took a chance and leaped into the virtual world, literally, to spearhead an amazing Martin Luther King Jr. Day in Minecraft. So Julie, we're gonna talk to Jassy here in a few minutes. And it's got a bunch of us thinking, not just you and I, but I think our whole company has been thinking a lot about um, the impact on practice that communities of practice has. Um, and in particular, how communities can be used to engage people to have this impact. And, you know, LA Works has started this great community on Participate um, to educate and inspire the next generation of volunteers, um, which is super exciting. And I'm curious, is there some sort of way that communities should be operating in particular or, or thinking about how to mobilize people um, uh, through the use of their community? So I think on a personal note, I was raised by a community organizer. So I've sort of lived with this firsthand, certainly around social issues, racial justice, social justice, largely communities of practice are not sort of new. And I think there's a lot of challenges in doing political organizing, a having these sort of one-off events. And I think we'll be talking about that. Like how do you do sustained action and what does that look like in terms of, let's say, galvanizing someone uh, or galvanizing communities after an event. So I do think the Black Lives Matter movement is a very good example of this because they picked up threads of community organizing that has been going on certainly in the U.S. and now globally we can see over centuries, but certainly decades. Mm -hmm. But it started with, again, these horrific moments that sort of galvanize people into the street, but it can't end there, right? Where does that energy go? Certainly right. it goes into voter registration. But what you've seen from this movement and many others is a maturity around policy. And that, I think, it gives you some evidence of a community of practice because they're coming together they're working together and they're going really in the weeds of like, what are the levers of change here for ongoing, you know, community impact, right? How are we looking at budgets? How are we talking to our town council? What's the impact on curriculum? What are we teaching kids? Um, how do we deal with our histories? Um, it's sort of like almost like the spoke in a wheel where all of a sudden these huge communities come together and then they sort of break out into these separate domains. Oh, this group is really interested in policy. This group is really interested in what's happening in our schools. This group is really uh, invested in strengthening relationships among uh, community organizations. So I think the I think groups like LA Works, and I'm really interested in our conversation today, are really front and center there, which is what does it mean to do like a one-off volunteer day or 
are you starting to address really systemic issues that are even making those practices necessary? Um, and I think they're trying to go at those systemic things as well as getting people really invested in service. I love the term you used a few minutes ago, levers of change. And, and I think that's like the secret, right? In some mm -hmm. cases with communities is knowing which levers to pull for which communities at what times and under what conditions it it takes in order to mobilize the people you're trying to mobilize to do the thing you're trying to do. That's like the secret formula, right? If, like, if someone needs to turn what I just said into a mathematical equation, and that's like the communities of practice math right there. And I think we talk about it a lot in terms of those value cycles, like that continuum from like initial engagement and excitement and feeling a sense of belonging to actually changing practice and like you're actually transforming practice. Mm. And I think even what we saw in Georgia, again, I know like my head is in politics this week, but that community of mostly women and, and of organizations have worked together over 15 years ongoing you know, consistently and had very different ways of teaching each other about how to look at data, how to understand different voting patterns, have to understand how to talk to voters. There were many different areas of practice yeah, that they had yeah. to focus on to kind of ultimately get the result where you kind of expanded the franchise of voting. It really wasn't about whether who won. It was really about um, getting rid of serious barriers to voting um, and engagement in politics by all people. A, a great example of mobilizing a community to make something happen. And, you know, Jassy and the team at LA Works are exactly the same. And um, we're going to talk to Jassy next about how he mobilized his team. And then in turn, we created this amazing experience with them to mobilize literally thousands of people on MLK Day um, to hopefully have future impacts on on practice in a number of different ways. So when we come back, uh, we'll be talking to Jassy Ross from LA Works. Stay with us. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Jassy Ross is the Vice President of Marketing and Director of Programs at LA Works. Jassy covers the social justice initiatives of LA Works. They created virtual opportunities to connect individuals around the world on MLK Junior Day. Here's a sneak peek of the project now. The statistics are staggering. Food insecurity and homelessness are increasing, and the criminal justice system is still disproportionately affecting black and brown lives. It's easy to feel overwhelmed by these issues. After all, how much of a difference can one person make? More than you'd think. This MLK Day, we'll be tackling all three of these issues through a series of virtual workshops with experts. By the end of each session, we'll give you the tools you need to advocate for real change. Attend one workshop or all three. Join us this January 18th, 2021. Learn more at laworks.com slash MLK. So we just listened to a clip from LA Works' recent day of service event for MLK Junior Day. So this was pretty incredible. You all hosted your first ever multi-platform event to honor Dr. King's life and legacy. There was a day-long experience, right, that built upon the anti-racist movement 
these included just incredible and really innovative things like the interactive new march on Washington via Minecraft. You did virtual projects focused on systemic racism and advocacy actions and a drive-in experience. So we definitely plan on touching on all of these things, but let's first start on the march on Washington via Minecraft. Can you tell us how this project came to be? Yes, I can tell you how this project came to be. Um, We had a staff meeting where one of my coworkers facilitated and essentially she asked us to dream really, really big. If we had all the resources, all the connections, what would you like to do? Like, what would you like to see? And we um, split off into different groups. And during the time of COVID, we've had to really pivot our programs to all virtual experiences. And we as a, a team have been leading like, a lot of like national initiatives um, through our affiliate network. So LA Works is a part of a, an affiliate network of volunteer centers across the country and the U.S. have to specify because Mike's from Canada and, you know, he might not know. True. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, we're a part of a network across the U.S. And each city like New York has New York Cares. L.A. obviously has L.A. Works. Uh, San Francisco has Hands on Bay Area. I could go on and on. Um, but we've been trying to push to these other affiliates. Like, this is how you volunteer. This is how you do it differently. This is how you do the virtual thing differently now that we can't actually meet up in person. So we started like a telesocial program where people are calling folks that are isolated, um, a letter writing program, um, a bunch of different things, right? So in the staff meeting, we're, um, you know, continuing on that, that vision, we were thinking, okay, what can we do? And let's just dream really, really big. Now, the original idea in that meeting was like, well, what if uh, we do our big day of service, MLK Day? Like, what if we partnered? Because we have a we have a partnership with Activision. Um, we were thinking, okay, what if we did that same that same big day of service that we could do with Activision? But what if we do it uh, for MLK Day with like? Epic Games, you know, what if we partner with them for Fortnite and we use their creative mode to uh, make something, something really big. So I shot you a message and then you responded (laughs) and told me, uh, don't do it in Fortnite. You will never get this done. Let's do it in Minecraft. And here we are. (laughs) Yeah, here we are. It was so great. The 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 initial conversations and stuff like that were were fabulous. Um it 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 seemed like something that would be really exciting to do. Um so I'm glad that we ended up, you know, where we where we ended up. And one of the um really cool things Jassy about the whole experience so we we created Washington DC, but we also decided to create a reflection space a space in the world for people who participated in this narrative experience to create something that they thought of um, and and something that um, reminded them of MLK Jr. and the day and activism and social justice. And I'm curious what your thoughts are on that kind of that reflection experience specifically. Um, what did you see as kind of the outcomes of that and the impact 
um, maybe even tell us some of the favorite things that you saw in the world that were that were created by the, you know, I think close to four or five hundred people that ended up coming through the worlds at various points throughout the day. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that reflection piece was really important. And like it really put the period on the event where, hey, this is like a meaningful experience that folks are having, right? So if you looked in inside of the Zoom meeting that we used to organize, like um, giving people access to our servers, you saw just this wide swath of people from really young children to adults, you know, to gamers, to all these different types of people. And then when you look in the reflection space to see like how they took it in, um, that was, I mean, that was just amazing. Um, one of the ones that really sticks out in my head is there was this really big heart. Um, I think, believe it was on our third server. It was big heart. And I was like, oh, that's a cool heart. Like, great. Like they did, they made a heart. Like how, how cute. But when you walk up to it, when you fly in the world and you get close, there are all these little signs around the heart that have these really powerful quotes around it talking about like, um, like civil rights things and then like uplifting things that that people were getting out of this experience. Um, and there, there were just a number of different things that people built. Like one person built like I have a dream in the sky um, and that was really uplifting. And you could tell like a lot of folks were really getting into it. They were really reflecting on the experience in a meaningful way. And that, I mean, that's why you do it, you know, like that's, 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 why I felt so good at the end of the day. I was like, yeah, like we did something in a really meaningful way. And you could tell like the kids were getting into it too. Like that, I don't know. You just, you can't beat that. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. One of the things that stuck out to us most about the LA Works Day of Service is how you transitioned from a long-standing in-person event spanning multiple locations with thousands of volunteers to a virtual event focused on education, advocacy, and community impact. But you've been doing this for a long, long time. In the early 60s, the federal and state mental health facilities closed with hundreds of thousands forced into the streets or jail. And immediately after redlining uh, was banished by 1968 Fair Housing Act, but the Black and Latina communities were now underdeveloped and under-resourced. During this time period, a lot of well-paying factory and union jobs that Black people were just getting access to disappeared from LA and moved either to the suburbs or out of the area. Many low-skilled minimum wage jobs took their place and the lack of job discrimination in Los Angeles housing market limited access to home ownership. Benefits were cut from the poor and increased in the numbers of poverty it, it grew. The rise of war on drugs and all played a major role in making Black folks more likely to experience homelessness. And in the 1970s, Prop 13. So having heard this, you know, great audio from these, these past events, how do you go about designing these education and advocacy experiences in a way that still sparks change? and encourages volunteers to take action in their communities, right? Beyond that one day, beyond a day of service, like how do you really sort of embed this into more ongoing practice? Yeah, um, so for a long time, and thanks for that question, I, like 
for a long time, we as an organization have been really trying to promote education through service. So um, our mission is three tiered. So it's increased volunteers within Los Angeles. That's our focus as LA Works. Um, we, our second tier is provide um, access um, to resources for nonprofits. So we've, we're focused on that. And then third is really educating the broader Los Angeles community on the issues that affect them, right? So what we've been trying to do in terms of advocacy is really, really lean into that third pillar, that education piece. So for a couple of years now, um, our days of service have had some component of advocacy and education. Um, so uh, it's probably like 2018 or 2019, um, our LA Works Day of Service, like our flagship day of service, um, we brought out um, speakers uh, to teach you know, local community members how to advocate for specific things affecting homelessness. Um, so like, how do you write to a, a congressperson um, or how you call them or your city council member? I, I mean, um, and like, how do you uh, go through the steps that you would need to, to get some initiative passed or whatever? Like you feel passionate about the environment. Well, how do you get out there? Um, so that's where that really, really started. And then we, when you look at the uprisings that have been happening around um, the Black Lives Matter movement, um, we really wanted to engage with those. We, we didn't really want to be passive. And um, us as an organization in general, like anything affecting LA in a big way, like really want to be active there. So um, we took that education model and tried to apply it to this anti-racist um, movement that's happening right now. So that's where you get a lot of that, that model. It's from us trying to educate the um, Los Angeles community on these issues because they are affecting all of us. Does it, you know, regardless, it sort of ripples out. Um, so yeah, that's where, that's where a lot of that is coming from. You would have to think that um, education improves advocacy, but it also probably improves your volunteerism, like the quality of the, the work that's being done and the help that you're giving. Uh, I mean, all of that's got to be improved with um, also adding this education component and this community building component to your days of service, right? Yeah, totally. I think the more we can create a community around us that has more educated volunteers, and it's not just, when I say volunteers, I don't just mean people who are uh, coming from just just random parts of the community. We also have corporate programs where we're working with corporations to educate their their staff, their volunteers as well as they come into our projects. So everybody's involved in this. So it's more of an ecosystem of uh, service, um, which we talk about often, where everyone's contributing and giving back. You know, like I, I think if we're all included in the conversation, then we can all be included in the solution. I think that's really um, sort of a powerful thing and also about changing service from kind of a giver to a recipient. And I think it changes the model of what service can be, right? Which is like a very communal activity 
that goes in multi-directions. And we talked a little bit about this even before the podcast started, about how you sort of design this around a community of practice. Obviously, that's something that, you know, participates very passionate about. But again, just back on this thread that we're not moving beyond these one-off learning events, but again, an online community, ongoing community of practice. So when you were thinking about like Minecraft and designing these Zoom workshops, even yesterday, how did you go about thinking, you know, in terms of encouraging continual growth, equipping members with the tools they need to advocate for real sustained change, which you've talked a little bit about, but thinking about it in that virtual space, how has this experience sort of changed how you're going to go forward? Um, I think we are really trying to grapple the virtual community and find more ways to have community without like being together. Um, So, which is why, I mean, y'all's platform participate really has helped us in continuing the conversation. I think that's the, that's the one thing as an organization that I think is a big addition to um, what we're providing because really we want, after you are done with that project, okay, it's still going on in your mind, aside from like the, our volunteer project leaders, giving you more information that you can just take on your own, having a place to continue that dialogue, I think is really important. So that's definitely one thing that we're going to, we're going to take away from the event. And just looking at the construction of it, it's like, well, how do we get all of the pieces into like, starting that that conversation in that person's mind, right? So with the Minecraft experience, like looking at, okay, we're doing a March on Washington, we're honoring Dr. King and his vision, but also we're going to include activists of today to let people know, oh yeah, you can actually still do this. And not only are we going to um, include activists of today, we're going to include a variety of different historical figures that are influential to that movement um, and a, a variety of historical figures that are of different ages, too. So that was um, that was also really important to us in including it. I think it's also interesting when you were talking earlier about connecting all of the other groups and other cities and other communities that you have a relationship with through this network of volunteer organizations and thinking about how maybe this is also an easier way to do lessons learned. Like this is how we designed it. And you have sort of all of the learning products and all the processes that are a little more transparent because they're just kind of written down and documented. Um, So that'll be interesting to see if folks pick that up. I would love for other affiliates to pick up the Minecraft thing. I would love that to happen. Sorry, Mike, you can no, go, but no. I would just love for that to happen. That's what we we would like. I mean, listen, we've been talking about it for weeks and, you know, the debriefing even on the participate side that happened today, there was a lot of conversation about how um, this was an event that got people excited. You know, one of the big things in my mind that I'm thinking a lot about when I'm thinking about how we help our partners develop communities is what is that centerpiece aspect of the community building that gets people actually going? Because one of the things that isn't getting people going right now in a world where everyone's at home and juggling, like even me, I got two kids and my my wife is teaching and my two kids are both on laptops learning and I'm in meetings and everyone's just tired. And and the 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 punchline is that like the learning sometimes just isn't enough. Um, there needs to be something else that gets people excited. And, you know, 
Uh, so we developed this really exciting Minecraft world that people wanted to be in. And, you know, we had streamers, other people that were streaming and watching it um, all over North America. And you you pop into every single one of those streams and they were just so excited about being in the world and thought it was so cool. And so the 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 idea that you could build a community off of a Minecraft event, I mean, Jesse, no one has done what you guys just did. And I, I think we're just getting started. And and I think LA Works could lead the way. Thinking about it just makes you smile, you know, because it's just like, yeah, no one's doing it. Um, and also what a great thing to collectively, it's not just you, it's not just me. It's like a whole community of people who decided to come together on this thing. And even with the participants, like everyone's sort of getting involved. I think it creates such a really nice space. And I agree with you. Like we're all sort of like zoom fatigue is real. You know, what else can get us excited? Like what else can get us, um, really like feeling it. Like even yesterday, as I was like tired from all the planning, I was still having a great time. I was like, I love this. This is great. <laughs> you know, like this is my yeah. responsibility to go through Minecraft and just like fly around. Yeah. <laughs> so, so fun. Yeah. yeah. And I think the idea of even just, you know, where at least when I was in school, the sort of Dr. King legacy was sort of wrapped up in a bow and just, again, connecting it to Black Lives Matter, connecting it to what is currently going on and like providing that space to do historical investigations and understand the sort of impact on today. I just, I don't think you could have a better environment, especially for adults and kids to kind of get together. I mean, I just know how many teachers would just go completely crazy over this, you know, because it would just be such a great way to do historical inquiry. Um, and current inquiry, you know, in a much better way than I think is mostly happening now in schools for sure. No, totally. I, I think the, um, just leading up to the day that I think the research aspect of it, we had, um, you know, several people really, really into the research and like really pick, pulling up some, some really fun historical facts. Um, some stuff that I like, I wanted to include, but we didn't just, we just didn't have enough time to like, we have a whole sheet of NPCs um, of historical figures that we couldn't get into the game just because there wasn't enough time. But, um, people even still in that process really, really enjoyed the research aspect of it. We had several classrooms that were like, okay, we want to just take this group of historical figures and do research on it. Um, and even down to like the art of it, right. Where we skin the NPCs. I had like gamers and um, students like telling me how they really enjoyed like looking at these old pictures and tr- then mm-hmm. trying to recreate them in the Minecraft world. Like that was definitely an experience and people enjoyed it. So I think there's a space here for ongoing um, both learning and volunteerism. Um, I think it's just a matter and this is, you know, we haven't, we haven't had our final debrief meeting yet, but I definitely think there's a space for ongoing programming here. Um and it's just about getting the right beneficiaries on board, meaning like schools, um, to be able to accept these things in a way that's accessible um, for their students, you know. So that's that's also a big thing for us. Like we want to be able to hand this off in a way that's like, oh, yeah, I can take this and immediately integrate it into my classroom in a way that's like seamless and not adding like stress to that teacher. Jesse, if uh, people are listening and they want to learn more about L.A. Works, um, and what they can do to get involved, 
um, in both your community and um, and in volunteerism in general. Um, let the listeners know where they can go. They can go. Honestly, the best place is laworks.com. Go there. Um, and we have a slew of different resources and volunteer activities that are going on right now that you can get involved with. And we try, in general, to have every issue area that you, you could possibly cover. Um, currently in Los Angeles, we're really focused on hunger relief and um, COVID stuff. Uh, so like that's, that's definitely our main focus after, you know, after MLK, we're going to really build up and try and help Los Angeles rebuild as it's going through its difficult time. Um, so if you want to be a part of that initiative, laworks.com. And if you want to follow us on social, obviously, you know, you can go to at laworksnow on Instagram, or, uh, you can go to our Twitter, uh, which is also at laworksnow. Um, we're, we're always posting things. Man, on a on a personal note, I have to say this is probably one of the coolest things I have ever done professionally in my life. Um, I was so I glad it was that. serendipitous that that we that we hooked up, and um, we had an awesome team, and it's amazing. You know, so many people got to see it. Yep, Mike, I can't thank you enough for being enthusiastic and like wanting to do this. It would not have happened if you did not want to do it wholeheartedly. <laughs> thank you, Mike, Jesse Ross. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. Yes, and come back. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, have me back whenever you want. I'll be here. Thanks for listening to Participate. My name is Dr. Julie Kane. My co-host is Mike Washburn, and we don't do this podcast alone. The Participate podcast team includes production by Jane Violet and Becky Latoff, with editing and music by Aaron Kane. Want to get in touch with us? Check out our website at participate.com. You can tweet us at Participate. Mike can be found on Twitter at Mr. Washburn. And I can be found on Twitter at Julie Kane. If you're enjoying the show and think others would too, we would be thrilled if you shared it with them. Please leave us a rating or review in Apple Podcasts or in Google Podcasts. When you leave a rating, it gives our rankings a boost. This helps others discover the show. Thanks as always for listening. Until next time.